hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, and you can do it all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash I-E-Y-E on golf. Back here on the First Cut Podcast, uh, very, very excited to talk to Kyle Porter this particular week because at the Byron Nelson, we had an absolutely unbelievable finish between Billy Horschel and Jason Day. And Kyle, you were there. You were there on the scene. Uh, what was everything like? Like, let's start, let's start right at the playoff. Were you out on the course just chasing the leaders as they were, uh, as they were taking it down the stretch? I was. I followed the final uh, group for the last about 15 holes on Sunday. And, you know, it, it was interesting because it was pretty it became pretty clear early on that those three guys were going one of those three guys was going to win the tournament. But it wasn't exactly like, uh, you know, Henrik Stenson and Phil Mickelson level of golf down the stretch. <laughs> right, right, uh, right. They played all right. They had their moments. Jason Day chips in. Uh, Billy Horschel makes a 59-footer. The, there were exciting singular moments, but it wasn't this great back-and-forth duel. Uh, actually, the most exciting part of the day might have been uh, James Hahn nearly holing out from 120 yards on the final hole to get into the playoff. That would have been unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, it, it was fun just because it was – uh, obviously a top five player in the world in day, a great personality, I think in, in Horschel and then Han who might, who might have the best swing of those three guys. I, I really, I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed following him around and, and watching. I mean, he didn't hit great shots on Sunday, but, uh, his swing is, is awesome. And, uh, I loved it. Uh, and, and it was, a, yeah, it was a fun finish. You don't want to see a, a tournament end on a missed four foot putt necessarily, but, Based on the the kind of the uh, the players involved and and the characters that they are, it was it was a good tournament. The uh, the there's sometimes I find this thing happens in uh, the analysis of golf within the larger sports context, uh, particularly when you know you've maybe got Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. Sometimes the headline that breaks through isn't always the headline because. Uh, I think sometimes outside of golf, Kyle, and tell me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong on this, but sometimes I think that the Jason Day miss uh, will get pushed out there as the initial headline. And then I hope as somebody who is uh, a supporter of golf, who wants people to continue to gravitate towards golf, I would like to see the game grow in terms of its fanship, particularly on a casual level. Like that's where I want to say like, yeah, I know that you, you clicked on it to see Jason Day miss a, miss a putt, but I hope that you stick around to see Billy Horschel. And yeah, learn I mean, and learn more about him. I, I agree. I wrote this on Monday that somebody like Horschel winning is is so good. It's good for the sport, but more more importantly, I think for what we do, it's good for the PGA Tour. You know, the 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 PGA Tour exists because there are great characters within the game. And and I wrote this, and this is no offense to these two guys. I just kind of randomly pick them, but. If Ben Martin and Jonas Blixt were out there duking it out every week, the, the PGA Tour would not be what it is. And uh, somebody like Horschel is is very emotional. He's very uh, – and he's said that – he actually said this on Sunday. He's very much a momentum player, which is fun for fans. You know, he, he had a – the, the hole after he made uh, the 59-foot birdie putt, I think it was on 14. He goes to 15 and just – 
destroys his drive. I mean, just, I mean, you could tell like he becomes a different player when he starts to get momentum and, um, he, he's a great talker. He's fun to talk to about different things. Um, he's kind of does all these quirky things on the course and he's talking to the, the, uh, guys he's going up against throughout. He's yelping about, I mean, he's just, he's just fun. Like he's just fun to kind of vicariously live through as you're watching this tournament. And, so yeah, I, I'm I'm with you about um, maybe these kind of lesser known guys that are that are great for the sport. I was thinking about this. I wanted to ask you. I found this stat yesterday. Uh, Billy Horshaw, I believe, has played in 166 PGA Tour events. He's got four wins. Ricky Fowler, 185 PGA Tour events. He's got four wins. Do you see those guys similarly? Should we see them similar? I'm curious about like just the way that you kind of view those two. No, I, I don't see them similarly. And statistically, they absolutely should. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that I cheated a little bit. Of course, I, uh, I was following Kyle uh, along the way. I, full, full disclosure, too, I'm, uh, I'm actually recording this from South Lake Tahoe, uh, currently on vacation with my wife. I got to see Saturday's action from the sports book in the glorious Peppermill Casino and Resort in Reno. <laughs> and I had made the uh, very, very, very pretty drive in our rental car from Reno to South Lake Tahoe in time uh, to see the finish from our hotel room. I, I tend to think that I view Ricky Fowler differently because he had that one condensed run. And any time that – and, of course, I'm talking about, uh, was it 2014, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anytime that you've got the um the even if it is a a sustained greatness that's not even including the wins, I think that it changes obviously your marketability, it changes sort of your impact on the game, and it has and like your statistic which I saw on Twitter like made me rethink the way that I'm viewing these two golfers right now. I don't view Billy Horschel the same. You know, I I view Billy Horschel for antics you know i think him i think mm-hmm. about him gator chomping uh you know like <laughs> i think about his crazy pants you know the octopus pants uh, i think about him wearing uh the no laying up shirts you know yeah um but this is a this is a spot where you've got to look at him differently um especially man like he's coming off how many miscuts and then he just yeah. turns it on right here yeah. uh, i mean i i just thought it was really impressive yeah, he had four four missed cuts in a row. I, I think, you know, the similarities between those two guys are interesting. Horschel's two years older. He's played in about twenty less events. He's he's neither of them have won a major, but they both won uh, sort of the biggest tournaments you can win without winning a major. Fowler obviously won the Players Championship, and and Horschel won the um, the Tour Championship as well as another playoff event. So that that part of it is, is interesting. I think when you dig a little bit deeper, you know, Fowler has. I think it is 52 top 10s over the course of his career, and Horschel only has 26. I think Fowler has been more consistently great over the course of his career, and and we put too much, we all and we all do it, but everybody puts too much emphasis on wins and not enough on like, hey, how many times you finished in the top five, top three, top ten, stuff like that. So I don't think anybody would make the um, legitimate argument that Horschel is a better player than Fowler but I do think it's interesting that just 
you know, some of these lesser known guys have had real, I mean, four wins by the age of 30 is a, that's a good career. Like yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. really good career. We, wins are hard to come by. I mean, the, a, a lesson that I think that, uh, you know, as we continue to kick around, uh, you know, these, uh, these thoughts about, you know, what's, what is this player's ceiling? What is their floor? You know, where, where do they project moving forward? Um, stacking, stacking W's man, <laughs> any way you can get them. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it it totally is. All right. Speaking of top tens, I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about a a top ten monster. Um, so since oh hold on, I hope I it, Dustin finished tied twelve, right? Yes. So was yeah, that he his twelve? So that would be seven top fifteen finishes in his last ten starts with three wins, and the only time outside the top fifteen was the miscut at the Farmers, or is it seven top tens? And this was not one of those top tens. Uh, I th- are you are you asking which one it is? No, I'm uh, I'm 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 a little bit uh, I'm a little bit confused looking at my notes right now. This is just <laughs> this is just Chip. Let's talk about DJ man. This is this is a spot where I am uh, going to end up looking at the season on paper, and if there's not a major win. I'm going to feel disappointed as a fan while acknowledging that it was one of the greatest single seasons probably uh, in a long time. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. He finished, by the way, T13 at the Nelson and T12 at the Players. I was I was mistaken about that. So he's got those two and then a miscut at the Farmers. Everything else is inside the top 10 over his last 10 events. Um, you know, the DJ thing is... I got I put it out on Twitter last week. I kind of just screenshotted his season, which has been absurd uh, so far, and said, "This is tiger-like. We're, we might not be making a big enough deal about this." And people freaked out because when you invoke the name of Tiger, <laughs> you, it's you know people are like just it's part of the Constitution that they have to freak out, right? And just said, "Oh well, you know he hasn't done it over a sustained period of time, and this is more like a Jason Day or Jordan Spieth, or whatever. Like, fine. I mean, call it whatever you want. It's freaking impressive. And I think you're right. I think, you know, if he wins a major, he's the player of the year for the second year in a row. I think unless somebody wins two majors, um, I, and you know, it, it's." It's crazy, right? Like to, no, it's, to think- it's it's crazy, and it's uh, and it, it's built that like I'm gonna be disappointed if he doesn't win a major, but wins the mm-hmm. FedEx Cup. You know, mm-hmm. like he could continue to have this great season, but because he's the number one player, because he's so good, and because he's just been playing lights out here, uh, especially since the the turn of the calendar year. That's where it's uh, it it is going to be fascinating as we continue to to build towards you know the U.S. Open at Aaron Hills like that is the dude right now and here in a in a tournament where uh you know you were there so I I wanted to also sort of get your read on where his game's at right now but like statistically not great but still you know still sitting here finishing in the top 15. Yeah you know his his approach shots I I think I I was looking at his strokes gained on approach shots and it it wasn't um it wasn't what it usually is I I didn't watch him uh he wasn't on the broadcast very much on the weekend obviously and I didn't get to see him when I was there because I was with Day and and Horschel and and James Hahn but uh, his approach shots were just not as tight as they usually are. I think he putted uh, all right for him. I think he was like 40th or 37th or something like that, which is sort of like his 
uh, wheelhouse. He gets a little bit of a of a um, a moniker as being like this really bad putter. He's not he's not a bad putter. He's like kind of an average putter, and and he's been. Uh, over the last two years, he's been above average. I think he was like 30th or 35th in putting last year. <laughs> Dustin Johnson's 35th in putting, and and we saw it. He's going to win a lot, and right. he's going to win big tournaments. He's going to win majors. Um, but I think I think some of it is just um, is a, maybe a little rust from the back injury. I think some of it is just the fact that you can't win every week. Like it was feeling like he was doing. Uh, and you're just gonna, you know, miss some shots and whatever. But it, it's, I, I never get the sense as he's playing a 72 hole tournament that he's really out of it. Like it always feels like he is just built to uh, kind of peak at the end of a 72 72 hole event. You can't, you, you can't keep up with somebody who strikes the ball like that for that long over the course of four days. And so, you know, the cream rises to the crop at these tournaments, and he is. Um, he he's definitely at the top of that right now. Well, at the end of Saturday, I was uh, hoping that we would see a major winner, Masters champion Sergio Garcia in the mix. He went out and shot a seventy-four on Sunday. Yeah, uh, bummer, right? Huge bummer. Yeah, that's his second straight Sunday because he did it at the Players too. He was kind of on the fringe of being in the mix there, and then he shot like a, I don't know, like a seventy six or something at, at sawgrass on Sunday there. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to get like super fired up one way or the other with Sergio. He's, I mean, how much house money, speaking of Reno, how much house money is he playing with right now? You oh, know, all like, of it, all of the, the house money. The rest of his season is just like, it's just gravy. Not to be confused with, with big gravy, Colt knows. It's just, <laughs> it's, it doesn't matter what he does. And so I think, I think because of that, he's been, just freed up a little bit. I think he's going to be fascinating to watch at the U S open. He finished, I think he finished top 10 last year at Oakmont. Um, it, it's a really long and, and penal course at Aaron Hills. And I, I just think he's going to, I think he's going to play it really well. U S open is not, you don't necessarily think of Sergio when you think U S open, but I, I just think that he's going to have uh, I think he's going to play great there over under 1.5 wins at all rest of the season on the PGA tour for Sergio. Ooh, um, I'll go under, I'll say he wins one more time. If you gave me worldwide, like European PGA tour, wherever else he plays, I, I would go over, I think. Um, cause that's gotta, say, hold on. That's gotta be part of his master's, uh, victory lap. Like he's got to go over there and win one <laughs> of those like big three or four European tour ones and like also be trotting out his green jacket as he's doing it. Right. Exactly. Well, Sergio's weird because he always like, I don't want to say always, but in the last few years, he's he sits out these playoff events. Like he like just refuses to play in the first couple of playoff events because he's always so, so high up that he, makes the third round or even uh, I think one year he like got into the tour championship without playing any of the first three playoff events. <laughs> and so like he just doesn't give himself a ton of chances to win, but yeah, I hopefully he'll go over to Europe and, and maybe clean up a little bit over there. Uh, but yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll say he wins just one more time on the PJ tour. This yeah, I got you. Um, you know, one thing that's always really crazy uh, is starting to, to figure out, you know, how many people go into a, a golfer's team and having the right people on your yeah. team. It's, it's really important. Finding great talent for your business is not any different. And you can find the best candidates by posting your job on just one site. You can post to 
all of the top sites with ZipRecruiter. At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your position. See, that's why ZipRecruiter is different, unlike the other job sites. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. And right now, our listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash I-E-Y-E on golf. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. That's a segue. What do you think about uh, the what? Do, all right, so what is the the general consensus on on how many people are going into a team right now? Do you think the average fan knows the full lineup? I know the golf. I know golf hardcore golf fans get it because you always. I always love uh, catching jokes about when you're just out there with your friends about someone con- uh, referring to their imaginary team like oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. I gotta go. Gotta go see my physio before we go uh, go out there for the <laughs> afternoon eighteen. I've definitely dropped that on a, like a mountain golf trip before. Like, what's do you think? Do you think that the expansion of the team is is something that has like reached its peak, or have you seen from the biggest stars that only uh, continue to grow? That was a great segue because I I legitimately thought we were just transitioning into talking about players' teams. I was like, oh, sweet, you know, let's talk about this. So. Uh, yeah, shout out to ZipRecruiter for that. But, um, no, it's, by the way, that's a, that's a big time tour sauce move. Referring to your team as right. you're playing like <laughs> with your buddies. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, that's, it's like, oh, I gotta go get my back worked out. You know, we got like 18 holes in the morning at one course, 18 at another. And you just tell, <laughs> tell your friends like, man, after lunch, I gotta, gotta go get my, gotta go meet my physio. Cause you got like, all right. So physio is, uh. What is it? The, it's like your physical therapist, basically, right? Yeah. And then yeah, you've got it, your swing coach. Yeah, swing coach. You've got, well, my manager says I, I need to get, you know, answer answer some emails this afternoon before we go back out. <laughs> <laughs> is manager different from agent? Yeah, manager's different. So it, it's, it, to answer your question, I, I think I think Rory said this on the No Way and Up podcast last year, but the amount of people that he is that are on his payroll, I I, I want to say it was like now Rory's different because he's like a global you know mega brand like he's he's doing a lot of different things. Um, but I want to say it was like twenty five or thirty people. I, be, I believe it for Rory for sure. Now that includes like um, his his he's got a management team. He's got I mean it's it's crazy. Like there's a lot of different things that go into that but like his 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 manager has a manager probably (laughs) yeah yeah i think he does um but i think i think it is one thing that that people don't realize about professional golfers is yes they make a lot of money but they're also paying a lot of people between your swing coach and um, I, I was over at a, I had dinner with a player at the masters last year and, and I, I went over to the house that he was staying at and he was just being worked on by a, by a masseuse, just, you know, just working some stuff out. And it's like, that, that ain't free. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta top 10 at some Wells Fargo's to be able to play, pay for some of this stuff. So it's a, um, was it web? It was, <laughs> it, it was web. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> you tipped um, your hand, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, just just blowing up my spot there. Nah, um, you said Wells Fargo. It was, it was, I was like, oh, got it. <laughs> so anyway, yes, it. it I, I don't think that like uh, different players like on site teams, like their swing coach and their putting coach and all these different stuff. It, it, Wait, I don't you think have swing and putting? Swing and putting I, coach? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Rory's got a swing. Well, he did have a, a a putting coach. I don't. I think he does right now. Maybe like a consultant, something like that. So I don't know that their on-site teams are are necessarily going to get bigger. But I do think that as you see guys try to follow the the footsteps of a Ricky Fowler or a Rory, like their kind of brand management type teams will uh, continue to to expand. Wow. The uh, the like Rory needs thirty. Billy Horschel doesn't need thirty. <laughs> you, no, no, Billy Horschel doesn't, and I don't think he has thirty. But right. I mean, they these guys they do. I mean, they employ caddies and and yeah, coaches and and there there are players that have um, like uh, psychologists, and it, it's just it's everybody's getting paid, you know, <laughs> and that's why so often the PGA Tour is is referenced as this traveling circus because and and you know, I'm part of it in a lot of ways, like the journalists and, and people that write about it that are, that are going to these events are part of it. And so that's why I think on some level, all of us are rooting for great golf from the best players, because that makes, uh, the pot, uh, the pool of money that everybody's pulling from that much bigger. Mm, yeah. All right. Uh, one more before we put a bow on the Byron Nelson, uh, it's final time, uh, at the TPC four seasons. I know that you're so sad about it, um, but uh, so we we didn't hadn't even really gotten into it. So Jason Day's tournament in general, we take good notes from this moving forward with this season. Yeah, I think so. You know, Day. Um, I think that was only his second top ten of the year, which is is crazy. You know, following him on Sunday, he did not. He, he honestly, he didn't hit it that well. He hit his driver pretty well, uh, but he was just, he's just not locked in with his shorter irons, with his wedge game. It's just not, it's not the guy that, that uh, we saw, you know, for that kind of year and a half uh, run that, that uh, kind of culminated in the players championship last year. He's still making these long putts and, and chipping in like he did on 16 or 15 on, on Sunday and kind of keeping himself in these tournaments. But I, I just, I think he'll get sharper as the year goes on. He's talked about, he likes it when it's hotter. He doesn't like playing in the cold. So we're kind of entering that, uh, that, that part of the season. And, and I think that he's, he's been able to put a lot of his personal stuff, not behind him, but just, he's not as focused on it. And so I think he'll be able to practice more to focus more, I think he's going to have a good summer. I don't know if he's going to win, but I think he's going to have a pretty good summer. What would you – all right, so over under, uh, I'm going to set it at – and I don't know what schedule he's playing. Um, does he Does he stay on the PGA Tour for the most part? Yeah, yeah, he does. All right, so yeah, let's, let's throw it out again. One and a half. Wins. I'll go under. I actually made the case to somebody uh, – <laughs> this was – this might have been my hottest take of the Players' Championship, but – I made the case to somebody that Jason Day might never win again. Actually, oh, I said come he, on, I, man. I, I said he would never win again. And then he almost won the week after at the yeah. <laughs> But my my case was that he is injured a lot. Um, 
it seems like he's always got all these different things going on. Um, sometimes it, it, uh, you know, it, it feels like sometimes it's difficult for him to focus kind of on the task at hand. Now that you, I would have to get really, uh, good odds to actually put money on that. But, uh, there is a case to be made that, that he, he could have kind of a, a David Duvall like career, um, in that he, he kind of climbs the mountain and then maybe he's never the same. Now, whether that'll play out or not, um, who knows, but I think there is that case to be made. Do you, has the, has the golf fan or golf head community, um, sort of turned on Jason day in a more positive light because he was catching some flack there, uh, about these withdrawals. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, I think that I think the it, personal so, the personal tragedy definitely changed. You know, nobody was out here uh, as he was going through his own, you know, um, family s- situations. Nobody was uh, going to be the first one to show up and start cracking Jason Day jokes anymore. Right. I, I here's the juxtaposition for me. J- I've talked to Jason Day. I've interviewed him. He he's as nice a guy as you could talk to, right? Like he's he's the best. Like he's super nice, super generous, um, just a just a good dude. Um, and then you juxtapose that with the guy who is he just seems like there's always something wrong, or he's always I don't want to say complaining, but just there there's always something going on. And it's like I think people get tired of um, him kind of talking about that stuff now again like we're putting the his mom has cancer thing in a in a separate category i'm not i'm not talking about that but i'm talking about the the sniffles and the colds and and it's like yeah i got three kids too like i get it you know yeah Uh, you don't yeah you don't sleep much it's it stinks i got it yeah exactly and so it's this weird thing of like it'd be one thing if he was just like a jerk and like mean. And I think people would just be so just all the way out, just get, get this guy, you know, get him out of here. But because he's so nice, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing to try and figure out. And and so I think, I think that people like him, the person, but then sometimes this persona that he puts on is, is a little bit of a turnoff. I had, uh, I was, I was on, I was on the J day train early Mostly because he was coming up as like Tiger's little cub, like you know, and like they were buddies, and I was like, "This is awesome! I'm like all in! Like let's go!" And then was it? Uh, is it like 2014, 15, maybe, where some of the um, some of the sort of reasons for complaining really started poking up yeah, again? I, I think it was 14. It kind of got exacerbated by the vertigo at the U.S. Open in 2015. And yeah, it's that kind was of... the peak when everybody was like, mm, calling BS on this one. <laughs> <laughs> like he was, and it was, it was taking forever for him to get around Chambers Bay and it was already slow play. Well, yeah. I, I think what happens sometimes with these guys is like we assign these names to things that it's like, okay, uh, we say vertigo and like there's different forms of vertigo, right? Like there's an extreme form and then there's like something that feels like vertigo that I'm going to call that that might not be like as extreme as what people are used to. And so like it it gets stuff gets like blown out of proportion because we don't have different uh, names for like varying levels of illnesses. Yeah. It's like he could like real vertigo is like you can't, 
you can't even like get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, it's not, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, one of my, uh, one, one of my closest friends, uh, had vertigo and totally lost, uh, hearing in one side on one ear, just yeah. gone. And, yeah. uh, and he was floored. Like he was, it was in high school and he was out of school for a long time cause he couldn't do anything. And yeah. you know, Jason day. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, Oh man, Jason days out here just with an ear infection. You know, just complaining. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it was it was a wild ride as a golf fan for, and then you know he comes back uh, with the phenomenal performance in the PGA Championship. You know, he finally breaks through. That, you know, that was cool. That yeah. was good. And and I, I was I was back on there, so I feel like I've done the I've done the full circle on Jason Day in terms of you know what what camp I'm standing in right now, and and I think right now. I'm going to say, uh, I think, I think he gets another, I think he gets a win this season. I don't know if he gets two, but, uh, but I would take over 0.5, but I'll, I'll agree with on under 1.5. Yeah. It's crazy that him and Rory are basically the only, I don't know if they're the only guys in the top 10, but they're kind of the only superstars that haven't won so far this season. I mean, DJ, Spieth, Fowler, all these, all these top guys have won tournaments except for those two. Well, speaking of Jordan Spieth, uh, in the next episode, we will be previewing the Dean and DeLuca from Colonial. Uh, should be very, very exciting where Jordan Spieth will be defending his title. So make sure that you subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher because subscribers get the episodes first. Kyle, thank you so much. Thanks, Chip. <laughs>